Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at DallasSportsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Isaac Harris. What you got for me, Isaac? Viva Las Vegas. (laughs) How's Vegas, man? You're in Vegas. You guys are going to hear some game sound because I am literally live at Vegas. Now, not not recording live. I guess we're recording live, but we're not going to post this live because we just really can't. And I don't know if we have the bandwidth. Live in the casino. I'm not. Uh, some guy just took a Snapchat video of me. He's <laughs> Snapchatting uh, with you? I just saw a kid with a Texas Legends shirt on. Also, I tweeted out a picture of these two Mavericks fans with a Brasino jersey and a uh, uh, <laughs> Brasino jersey and a Yogi Ferrell jersey. Those are the only Mavericks jerseys I've seen all day. <laughs> Shout out to whoever has a Brasino jersey. That's they had to. I went over okay. and talked to them, and they said they had to custom make it. They had to, like, go to the customized player wow. jerseys, and they had to, like, <laughs> make it themselves. That was really funny. Shout but. out to the guy who, who went to a custom thing online to make a Nico Bersino jersey. Well, they said if you go, to the, to, if you go to the custom things, then it just has, like, uh, player options. So, like, it literally just has all the players on the Mavericks roster so that you can just, like, click through and get that one exactly, which is cool, but... Like, it's, I guess it's a way for them to not have to make, like, a thousand Brasino jerseys and then just not sell any of them. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So, well, we have, a, we have somewhat stuff to talk about today. We have uh, the Dallas Mavericks destroyed the Chicago Bulls in the first game of Summer League. And let's, let's first start off with just saying that, you know, a lot of people, and I'm working on a piece right now that, you know, it's, some people say it's just Summer League. Like, it's just Summer League. It, it means nothing. And, and sure, like, they're not really playing against all NBA like all NBA players or like even you know, the majority sometimes of these games are not NBA players. But it's showing us what sort of the Mavericks want to do in some some sets and some, you know, what their intentions are. Like, I mean, in my mailbag that I did the other, yesterday, uh, some people were asking if, you know, would you rather have Nico or Ding? And to me, I don't think that's a question for the Mavericks. And uh, they started Nicholas Persino. So to me, that just says that, if that was a controversy at all, maybe like Ding would start or something like that. But I, I just don't think that was a thing. So, but we'll put a little stock into it. But it was still a good showing by the Mavericks. And first of all, I mean, Brandon Ashley did not get a lot of love after the game. Nobody really talked to him. He just kind of walked around. But it's 21 points, man. That guy, that guy balled out. Yeah, I know, I've never been a big uh, Brandon Ashley believer, but he actually did ball pretty pretty well and. But I, I think Dennis Smith is to thank for a lot of that because Brandon Ashley, it felt like half of his buckets were driving through the lane, and or at least him him 
cutting through the lane and Dennis Smith hitting him for like an easy lip. Or just him being open for spot-up jumpers. Pascal Siakam just threw down a, a monster dunk. I'm watching Timberwolves Raptors right now. Not watching. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm <laughs> it just happens to be it happens to be going on while I'm recording this podcast. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so Brandon Ashley played really well. He, he tried to shoot the three a lot. Two for six from three. Not bad. But nine of fifteen from the field. Twenty-one points. And his chemistry with Dennis Smith Jr. was was pretty good. I mean, it was. They asked him about it afterwards. I think Earl K. Sneed asked him about his chemistry with Brandon Ashley, and he was like, yeah, you know, I don't want to put too much stock in this game, but him and I had pretty good chemistry. Like, it was just, it's, uh, you know, pretty well. So, oh, my gosh, there's so many Lakers fans in here right now, and they just brought a kid out in the on the court with a <laughs> an Isaiah Thomas jersey shirt, and they're going to have these three kids race <laughs> or something. Yesterday they had a, uh, a shooting contest during a timeout, and it was Clipper Daryl versus versus Lamelo Ball. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it who was won? Like, it was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Lamelo's out there like in slides, and Clipper Daryl has like his whole Clipper suit on and everything. So this whole thing. All right, well, this is where I'm at right now, but. Summer League's super fun, man. I love it. People say it's just Summer League, but it's super fun to get out here. Everybody, All the media is here. You have all these fans all over the place. This other kid has an In-N-Out Burger jersey on. I'm not even kidding with you right now. Number 24, it says In-N-Out Burger on the front. <laughs> oh, crap. Somebody just did something. The, uh, the kid with the Brandon Ingram jersey just won the shooting contest in, during this timeout. <laughs> Also, Summer League is one of Ingram. one of the one times where the timeouts are way louder than the actual games. <laughs> just increasingly louder. <laughs> so anytime that the, the audio just kind of peaks in this, you'll you know that it's a timeout and not actual game. Unless unless it was when Ding had the ball. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> Ding, I mean, the energy was real. Literally every time he got the ball, anytime he stepped up to the scorer's table, it's all it's I mean, literally 95% Lakers fans here. So anybody, everybody would just start cheering, and then everybody, see, now the game started. You can tell that the, <laughs> the, the noise in the gym went down. But, like, anytime Ding touched the ball, it was awesome. And I asked Dorian Finney-Smith about that. And so we'll uh, – actually, I didn't ask him when I – I asked him before we started recording, but he was like, man, they were, they were cheering every single time he touched the ball. But what did you think about Ding, like his play? <laughs> what did you think about – I mean, he hit a really nice step-back jumper, but – I mean, yeah. I mean, he's just a he's just a fun, a fun energy guy. Yeah. Like I'll say this, I could he's he's better than Satnam, but he has like that type of appeal business side to to Cuban. As far as I could see him getting a training camp invite, I could see him, you know, getting I don't know going to the Legends or something like that. Like I don't I don't see him. I don't see him in the league, but I could see him getting a training camp invite for sure. Well, and playing in the preseason. Can you imagine him in the preseason? Oh, that People would be so love fun. it. That would be so fun to see him in the preseason. Well, I'm, I don't, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to compare him and Satnam because I don't know if Satnam has a place in the NBA now. But Ding definitely has a place. The guy can shoot. The guy, can, you know, is a good passer. He's a good – like, he'll, he'll drive to the basket, be aggressive. He's, you know, a pretty good ball handler, like pretty good IQ. But, you know, like, so he's not like Satnam where you're like, I have no idea where I would ever put you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a step, he's a step above Satnam for yeah. sure. Yeah, and yeah. I, the, the Satnam, I tweeted this out, Sing and Ding, it has to be something. <laughs> like, somebody has to make something out of yeah. that duo of the Sing and Ding, 
Singing Ding podcast. I don't know. Like somebody tweeted at me and said it sounded like a Christmas carol, like sing along type thing. And I'm like, that's hilarious. What about that was a solid. What tweet. about like singers and dingers? What about <laughs> <laughs> just make just dingers. somebody out there making a shirt and tweet it at me. So uh, <laughs> now, but here's I was gonna say something about summer league. Like yeah. we talk, we summer league is one of these weird things where you want to put weight in something but you can't put weight in it also because you look at last year and like one of the biggest summer league standouts was Chris Dunn. Yes. And then you get to the season and he did nothing. Also, you look at Malcolm Brogdon in summer league last year. He shot like 30% and yeah, he was rookie of the year. <laughs> like played just horrible. And he was a rookie of the year this year. So like I get the argument of summer league is not like I like I turned summer league on, but I'm not like going crazy over it. But for Dallas, it's a little different because we do have this buzz around Dennis Smith Jr. And we never get this buzz. We never, we never get that. I was looking forward to, to Dodo because word it came out that he was, you know, I think Earl had said something. He had talked to him maybe last week about he had worked on a shot or something. Yeah. And he actually talked to you about that too. And you're going to play that in a little bit. But and you're seeing if that, you know, how that looked, if there's any difference with that. But. I don't know. I mean, we know what we're getting out of Nico and Yogi and all that, but it was definitely fun to see the debut of Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, and Summer League's just fun. Like, it's really just – it's super fun. Dennis Smith Jr. came out, and during his warm-ups, he was throwing down, like, between the legs, like, 360 dunks, and he was, you know, doing, like, a double clutch, like, you know, reverse dunk and all this stuff. And you're just watching it like he wouldn't do that during a real warm-up of a game. Like, last season we saw the guys throw down, like, maybe one or two dunks per warm-up. And then sometimes – most of the time it was not in, like, an inconsequential game or, like, like a game where they're playing the same team they've played a whole bunch of times. So, like, I don't know. They're, they're out here to have fun, and it is fun. It's fun to see Dennis Smith Jr. It's fun to see Yogi. Like, I don't know if Dennis Smith Jr. and Yogi are ever going to play together, you know, as just a one backcourt. What did you think about that pairing? Because they started right off the gate having Yogi be the starter and also Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. I don't think it's something we're going to see a lot but at all. But, I mean, it's it just comes down to it's summer league. And those guys are both NBA players, so you're just going to put them out there. It's kind of like Chris Paul and James Harden. If you're Houston and you can get James, if you can get Chris Paul, you don't really see the pairing that well. But you're just going to get them and just put them together. Are you, so are you saying you have Yogi? Are you saying the NBA season is like the Rocket Summer League? Is that what you're saying? They they added so much talent that it's now become it's become a summer league to them. Well, like for for Dallas, I mean, are you really going to you know? bench yogi for whoever another backup guard is that josh adams or jordan adams or whoever it was the lsu was he from lsu who's the adams guy from lsu no uh not josh adams was the guy on the mavericks but he's from wyoming yeah like i don't, are I don't they, remember jordan Ad okay why no, Jor like, jordan adams was the guy that played for memphis right okay i, I know it's showing yeah so like are you going to bench Yogi for that guy in a starting lineup? Yeah. No, you're going to just play them together and say, hey, just have fun with it. It's summer league. But I think it is – I mean, realistically, I think it is just trying to see what he would look like playing off the ball if they run Seth at point some. So. I'm just going to – I have this thing. I do the jersey watch, you know. every Before every Mavs game, I do the a <laughs> AAC jersey watch, and I've been doing it for summer league. I tweeted out yesterday. I got another one that I'm working on today. I just saw a kid, and and for the jersey watch, I I have to. It has to be a jersey. It can't be a jersey where it's like a shirt with the guy with the player's name on the back of it and stuff. 
This kid just walked by with a Carlos Boozer Lakers jersey, number five. What I mean, what are you doing at that point? Ooh. What kind of what decision was that? <laughs> you were going with Carlos Boozer, <laughs> number five. Anyway, so yeah, you, you know, and Yogi really impressed me in this game. I, I think he just came out. He had a different kind of fire. There was a specific play that I tweeted about where, or that I noted that uh, Dorian Finney-Smith lost. The, uh, his defender, and then he scored on him, and he got scored on, and like guy just totally ran by him. I couldn't, I can't remember who it was on the play, but but Yogi just like slapped Dorian Finney-Smith's back and was like, "Come on, like like you know you got to get that. Remember the you know remember the switch. Okay, stay in front of the guy. Blah blah blah." And like we just didn't see a lot of that fire from him, mostly because he was a new guy on a veteran team. And you're not gonna come in and like start you know yelling at people. But this is a team where he is. You know, besides Carrick Felix, he is, you know, the, the veteran on this team. You know, guy that's been in the, you know, been in the league and is older and, you know, older, which is funny. He's 23 and he's older, but, you know, older than, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. and older than some of these other rookies. And he uh, he's really stepped up into a leadership position. And there was that play, man, that play in the third quarter. The shot clock's winding down. He was trying to make something happen. And then he... Uh, he stopped at the three-point line, looked at the shot clock, noticed that the shot clock was going down. He was about at five, and he took a step-back 30-footer, got fouled, and made the free throw at the buzzer while the buzzer was going off. And the whole place erupted. I mean, they're, I told you, it's all Lakers fans, but they erupted because they just, you know, like good basketball. When there's an awesome play, they're going to react. They react anytime they put, like, the slam dunk championship from, like, 95 on the on the video board like they react to everything you know that just basketball fans here and they just erupted at that play because it was so awesome and it just shows me that like i think yogi yogi's definitely gonna take a step up and you know everybody's like anointing him as the next jj and being like that's his ceiling and saying that's where he's gonna be you know like that's where his ceiling he can't get anywhere higher than that but he's got a he's got a next gear that he can go to yeah it's important to remember too we're going to get a training camp with Yogi and Nerlens this coming fall. You know, Nerlens came over at the at the trade deadline. Yogi came around, you know, came in after you know when he signed his 10-day contract stuff. Like they didn't get a training camp. They just came in. Carlisle mentioned it too like you know, they brought Yogi in the next day he was starting against the Spurs. Yep. So the the importance of having both of those guys two key parts to the rotation going through a whole training camp. Uh, it's going to be huge, and I think we kind of undersell that some. Yeah, like you went to most of the practices last year. How many practices did the Mavericks have between, you know, by the time Yogi got there and by the time, you know, the season ended? I mean, it feels like less than 10, right? Like there just wasn't that many. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, this is what you got to think about, too, in the NBA season. And I know, you know, if you're fans, you're just like, okay, who cares? About, you know, these guys don't need practice. Well, that, that's kind of bull crap. To, you know, yeah. really think about it. They do need practice, especially when you get new guys in there learning the system. But when you look at the travel stuff, I mean, we get their travel stuff emailed to us, you know, at media, where it's like, okay, they're leaving here, they're going to practice here, they're flying out a couple, you know, hours after that. It's all this stuff to where, you know, they have to have a day off here and there. So if they, got, if they have three games a week and it's away and then they're traveling, I mean, you might get one practice a week maybe two if you're lucky if it's a home stretch so like sometimes you're going maybe a whole week without maybe a practice and i mean that's just huge i mean for the young guys new guys coming in even guys that are traded in 
trying to just learn the system. So that's why I think we're going to see Nerlens and Yogi kind of take another step in Dallas' system with a full training camp underneath their belt. Sam Hinkie is standing right next to me, not even lying. Ask him if he has a draft pick. He just left. He was wearing jeans and a nice, super nice blazer. Shaved head. Shaved head look for Sam Hinkie. Uh, yeah. So. It's like, hey, Sam, I'll give you a hot dog for a draft pick. <laughs> he, he, he ran away before I could ask him. Uh, that's the cool thing. Another cool thing about Summer League, you never know what you're gonna, who you're going to see. And so I want to tell a story from last night that I tweeted out earlier today, but I wanted to share it on the podcast. I was waiting for a ride. We were going to this NBA event after this like, media event with a whole bunch of people after you know all the games finish and after the day. And uh, so I'm waiting for the guy that's going to drive me. He was working the summer league, so he had a meeting or something. And so I'm waiting, and I go to the media room, and I just walk in, and there's this, you know, semicircle of couches over to the right. So I just go sit down there. There's a guy sitting there. Didn't really think anything of it. There's, like, three or four people in there. It's, it's late at night. There's, the only people are there are the people, like, working on stories or, you know, just stuff like that. And I sit down, and I didn't really look at the guy, but I, when I glanced over, I saw he had a media credential, and I was like, oh, some media guy. I, you know, I don't know, but... <laughs> And so then he didn't have anything with him, like not a backpack or anything like that or a laptop or anything. And so I'm just like, oh, he's, you know, some guy who knows. And, uh, and so I just sit there for a little while. I'm on my phone on Twitter and stuff. And I look, I catch another glance, and he has these pink shoes on. And I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of interesting. So I look more, and they're Starberries. He has pink Starberries on. And I just go, who would have pink Starberry? Who would be wearing pink Starberries, which are Stefan Marbury's shoes? Like, who would be wearing pink Stefan Marbury shoes right now? That's pretty cool. Like, it's cool <laughs> for that guy to, you know, to to be able to, you know, get those and wear them and blah blah blah. And so then I look up and I see the face, and I was like, I didn't really recognize the face. He was looking down. It was kind of dark, and I didn't really recognize his face too much. And then I look at his media credential, it says Stefan Marbury on it. And I looked again, and I, it clicked. It co- totally clicked because you don't think that, that you know, NBA legend and, and Chinese league and legend Stefan Marbury is, like, sitting to your left. That's not a thing that you normally think about. And so when I looked at him, I didn't, it wasn't registering to me that this would be, like, a former, you know, multiple-time all-star <laughs> sitting next to me. But it was Stefan <laughs> Marbury. You, could, you should have brought him on the pod, Nick. That, that is not a guy that I want to, like, shoot the breeze with and ask him how his day is. <laughs> it's a guy I kind of just want to leave alone, <laughs> leave alone and be like, you know, you've, you've, you've had your share of media. That guy was a superstar in New York. Him and Carmelo, I think I'm, I'm good. <laughs> uh, he's living it up in China now. So uh, the kid with the, the, you know, the, the uh, Lonzo Ball jersey that was taped over that I tweeted out, I said that I would give a uh, – a shout-out to whoever guessed first who the jersey was because it's B. And then a lot of people have been doing the Kobe jersey. They've been taping over the you know the Ryan part of Bryant and then just putting ball and then taping over the four in 24. But this one, it was the first number that was taped over, so I thought it would get some people, and it did. One guy guessed Bynum. That was completely wrong. <laughs> one guy guessed. Uh, <laughs> another guy said, you know, wanted to say Boozer and then thought about Fisher. One guy said Steve Blake. That was a good guess. Uh, but it was Shannon Brown, and so this Ooh. guy, Jarius Bobaggins, who has a, a, a Twitter handle that I will not read on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> guessed it right that it was Shannon Brown. So hashtag let Shannon dunk. That's all the Lakers we're going to talk about the rest of this podcast. I just wanted to give him a shout-out. I thought that jersey was really funny. And the kid the kid that was wearing the jersey said, take pictures, tag me in it, meme me up, meme me up. And I was like, <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before, meme <laughs> me up. 
meme. What a me, what a world up, we Scotty. live in. What a yeah, that's yeah, it's kind of what he said. <laughs> meme me up. All right, so let's get back. Okay, Dennis Smith Jr. Though. Hey, I want. Oh, go ahead. That's what I was going to ask you about. No, I was just going to ask you like, what what was your? I'll share mine after yours. Like, what was your thoughts about the debut of Jr. The debut of Dennis Smith Jr. I thought from the get go, I saw a lot more ball movement than I expected. Because, you know, some of the questions we have with Dennis Smith Jr. is, you know, he's sort of an ISO player. Does he really move the ball around a lot? He's got to have the ball in his hands. Is that something that's going to, you know, hurt the Mavericks, like, ball movement and hurt the Mavericks play in their sets and stuff? But they come out and they were, I mean, really just passing the ball around and sharing the ball. And Dennis Smith Jr. was looking for open guys. And uh, I think Mike Marshall, who was the the patron, the patron saint of this podcast, right, Mark? <laughs> Mike Marshall, who started this podcast, you guys are listening, probably know him very well. He tweeted out that uh, Dennis Smith Jr. creates a thousand open, you know, open threes for these guys, and it's so true. Just the space that he takes up when he drives in the lane, and even just when he when he threatens it, when he threatens to drive in the lane, all of a sudden his defender sort of comes up or he pulls back. If he pulls back, the, the guy's open for a three, and then you have all these help defenders that are like, oh man. This guy's about to get beat by Dennis Smith Jr. straight to the rim. And so they pull off of their men, and then all of a sudden you have Nico open for threes. And if Nico had hit some more threes, I think he was, yeah, he was two of six from three, and most of them are wide open. <laughs> he missed, he pretty much missed four wide open threes. And if he's, if he's on fire, then, like, this team is, is rolling, and they win by more than 20 points, which <laughs> is kind of amazing. But that was the biggest thing that stuck out to me was just the space that he creates. Yeah, so I – I got home during – I guess I got home during halftime. So the first half of the game, I was spending time with Justin Forsett, an NFL – former NFL running back that lives here first in Dallas First Jamil now. Warney, now Justin Forsett. And, just <laughs> <laughs> No, we we made connections uh, since he's moved down here to Dallas. So I was hanging out with him in Prosper and left. I noticed I was – I looked at the time and I was like, crap, I'm going to miss this game. Yeah. <laughs> so left Forsett's, left Forsett's house, came here. Turned on the game, it was halftime, and saw the score. But I looked up Dennis Smith's numbers, and I was like, okay, like, okay numbers. But then I clicked on Twitter, and I clicked on Twitter, and I saw Bobby Corrales' uh, tweets of the videos oh, of Dennis in warm-ups. Good angle of those and I'm too. like, oh, dear, dear God. Look at these dunks, man. Like, this is so much fun. So I started sending those to Texans and his friends. But I don't know, just from, you know, I started rewatching the game, rewatched the game couple things that stood out like his playmaking he has teammates now like this is something to remember like he has good players so beside true. of him now and uh, nc state you know that had just a, a a crappy team so he has teammates now we've talked about this on the pod before i've hammered this home about wesley matthews he's going to create open threes yep. for wesley matthews like it's not it's going to open that up and if you know it sounds like we're holding on to west I know you, you don't get to hear the broadcast because you're actually there, but they talked to Carlisle during yeah. the broadcast. Carlisle was talking about different stuff, whatever. Carlisle even dropped a little hint, the little line of, yeah, we're good. We're, we're good with our cap room. We're, we're in a good spot for next summer. So it looks like maybe, I don't know, you can just speculate, but it looks like we're just done. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, you know, with Nerland's coming up, and which we've talked about this before, like, it looks like that's the goal for having this cap for next summer. But – but, yeah, I was impressed with Dennis. You know, him in the open court, that was fun just to see him. We just haven't had a player like that. And, you know, we've said it before. We haven't had a player like that in Dallas to just, hey, throw him the ball, take off running. It can be exciting. He gets in the paint. He has really good vision. And it's not something you always saw at NC State because he didn't have teammates. But 
You know, he, yeah, his playmaking is really well. And turnovers, he only had yeah. one. Yeah, we, I mean. It's, that's impressive. I mean, I know it's it's summer league, you know, we to tag that line. But still, it's still impressive. But you would expect a lot of turnovers in summer league, though. Like, you would expect him to be, there's so many Boston people putting put on the scoreboard. They just, they're doing it on purpose now. They're putting anybody in a Boston shirt on the, oh, and there's a kid with a Steve Nash jersey, and I'm on the video board. Hello. So, but <laughs> with his turnovers, I mean, they were talking on the broadcast about – I saw some of the broadcasts on clips that people posted, but they were saying, like, this is a matchup between, you know, Chris Dunn and Dennis Smith Jr., you know, the, the top ten picks of the last two years and saying all that. And Chris Dunn, I mean, Chris Dunn had – what did he have? He had two turnovers, six fouls. I mean, like, they just not even match up, and you can just tell the difference between the two guys that, you know, Dennis Smith Jr.'s talent level is just way higher than what Chris Dunn's is. And he's, what, five years younger than him? Yeah, yeah, because Dunn's like what twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, I think he was like twenty three coming. I think he was twenty four coming in the league. He was older. The other thing about Dennis with juniors, I tweeted out and and posted on the uh, Dallas Dallas Sports Fanatic Instagram story today that all these kids just asking for autographs and he signed one kid's phone, like he signed one kid's cell phone, and you know signed all these autographs. And have we had a guy in Dallas? I mean, Dirk gets asked for a ton of autographs all the time, but a, a guy that little kids are super excited to see and that excites fans that maybe aren't just Dallas sports fans. You know, like – like Oh, it's just starting. I mean, that, yeah. that's the thing. Like, it's just starting now. Once he gets to – I mean, even with Forsett today, I told Forsett, I was like, hey, you know, today's Dennis Smith's game, and I, you know, his first game in Dallas. He's like, oh, yeah, is that kid going to be good? And I'm just like, you know, it's, that's just an example of, like, you look at the kids – and the kids, you know, if you're a little kid right now, what what's the one thing that excites you the most? Dunks. Yeah. So or threes. When he gets in there and he puts down, yeah, or threes, and he puts down some some nasty dunks. I mean, these jerseys are just going to be flying off the rack, whether it results in wins or I'm gonna not. I'm going to warn everybody on the podcast right now that the Lakers are about to come out of the locker room. There's a, about a minute and a half left in this game, and as soon as the Lakers players come out, it's just going to be pandemonium. <laughs> There's enough. There's an this, oh, this arena is bigger than what like the College Park Center where the the wings play, but it's built the same way where there's two levels, and most of the time the second level has nobody in it, like just literally nobody. And right now, the top level is almost all full. It's insane right now. It's it's almost just completely full arena. Would you say? Would you say there there's as many people there as missed shots for Lonzo? <laughs> oh. Lakers fans, they're, they're either testy that's, or they're super defensive. That's 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 what it is right now. Yeah, but Dennis, <laughs> no, I like Lonzo. Dennis I think Smith he's Jr., gonna be good. Five of twelve. That's you know better than you know he did only make five shots, but that's almost fifty percent. So not not too bad. I I will take it for sure. Bro, if, bro, if he's ever gonna come out and just start launching them, it's the summer yeah. league, man. I don't care if you shoot thirty times a game. It's like it's like Iverson saying it's practice. Man, we're talking about summer yeah. league, man. Like just just shoot him. We're just talking launch about it. summer league. Do we want to talk about Lori Marketing? He actually looked really good. Dude, that was one of my. I had yeah. two Bulls notes. I said Cameron yep. Payne still sucks, and Marketing Marketing looked great. That was my only two yeah. Bulls notes. One thing that I, I told Tim Cato before we you know the game started is like, man, what if Lori Marketing comes out and scores like thirty, like 25, 30 points? With Mavs fans like, and Dennis Smith shoots the same as Lonzo did yesterday. Is, is, is Mavs fans would like freak out, you know? And they'd be like, we picked the like you should have got should have traded up for Lori Marketing. The trade was there. Should have given up Wes Matthews. Like all this stuff. Uh, but but he did look really good. I was surprised. 
And maybe it's because the Mavericks were playing, you know, a lineup of, of uh, Dorian at four, Brandon Ashley at five. And they they didn't really – I mean, this team doesn't have – besides Sotnam and Jonathan Motley plays a lot of five, they, they don't really have any true fives on the team. There's a lot of guys that, you know, switch between four and five and not like, you know, traditional real like defend the rim centers, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Markinen, just like Porzingis and some of these guys, I mean, he – he would be the perfect stretch five, and I'm interested to see if they play him alongside Robin Lopez at the yeah. four. The but. other note that I have about the the uh, the Bulls, Paul Zipser is kind of a jerk. <laughs> just, just like just watching him on the floor and uh, him interact with refs and stuff. He's got a little clippery vibe to him. There was a play where he went over the back of Yogi. Yogi kind of flopped a little bit, but he did knock him down, and so Yogi fell down. He went over the back, and the, he got called for a foul. He got the ball off of the rebound. And he looked over at the ref, and this ref called a foul on him, and he was upset about it and yelling back and forth. And then the ref asked for the ball, and Paul Zipser wouldn't give the ball up. And I don't know if they showed any of this on the broadcast, but he wouldn't give the ball up to him. The ref kept asking for the ball. He still wouldn't give it to him. And then Paul Zipser decided to send it to the other ref. <laughs> so he rolled it back to the other ref that was 20 feet away from him instead of the one that was right next to him. <laughs> so he, he <laughs> zipped it to the other ref. <laughs> he did zip hey. it. Then there's another, there's an, there's another play question. where – he, uh, he drew another – I think Yogi drew another foul on him. And, you know, Paul Zipser just looked around and was like, what the heck? The Lakers are about to come out. <laughs> he looked around and he was like – He was like, what the heck? Like, that wasn't a foul, blah, blah, blah. And there's an empty seat on court side that I think was saved for, for Roberson or somebody. Mayweather's going to be here. And so he, they have a whole bunch of seats saved for him. But there's all these seats saved. And so he, uh, he pointed over to the seat and he's like, should I be sitting there instead? <laughs> Like, should I be sitting down on the bench instead? Like, is this going to be even worth it for me to play? And I was like, come on, Paul Zipser. Can't be like that. <laughs> Cannot be like that. Hey, who 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 had better hair, Cameron Payne or J. Cole? Oh, J. Cole. J. Cole walked right by me as we were uh, as we were going to the, the area where they do the, the interviews and stuff. And he gave this one kid, this kid that's a uh, reporter from UNLV, he gave him dap and was like, What's up, bro? <laughs> Just like walked right by him, but yeah, J Cole was, J Cole was, uh, he was out here. He was out here, that's for sure. Any other notes about the game before we get to uh, Dorian Finney-Smith's comments? Yeah. No, All right. Not really. So I I talk, I got to talk to Dorian Finney-Smith, and let me just set this up for you. You know, you so you walk back out into the the area, and I don't know if you could see it on the broadcast, but there's the two giant summer league banners. And between them is, like, this open area. It's sort of like this tunnel. And it's where, like, trucks pull up to come in and, like, you know, unload, like, concert equipment and stages and stuff like that. So it, uh, it's, opened up, it's opened up like that. And you just walk in there, and the players are just kind of walking around, and any media is allowed to go back there. So we're just all back there. There's a whole bunch of people. McMahon was there. Sefco was there. Bobby and, uh, and Earl K. Sneed were there. And so players are just walking around. And so Dorian was just standing by himself. I walked over, talked to him, and then uh, – then he was waiting for Dennis Smith Jr., who's being interviewed by Tim McMahon. He, you know, he was waiting for him, and he was like, you know, Dennis said to wait, Dennis said he had to wait for him, and I said, young guy can't be by himself. And he was like, yeah, man, gotta show him the ropes, gotta sh- gotta show him the ropes around. So then, uh, so it was, you know, it was like, hey, you want to talk with me until Dennis Smith Jr. Here come the Lakers, Zubak, <laughs> everybody, where's Lonzo? So we're about to hear. There he is. Oh my gosh! Hold on, I want to I want to say something so real quick. Loud and- it, you know what's funny is I saw, I saw a comment about our pod the other day, and somebody was complaining saying, 
what's up with these guys? Are these guys even Mavs fans? That one Nick guy is a Laker fan, and the Isaac guy, all he does is talk about how great the Warriors are. <laughs> I'm just like, I found that super funny, by the way. So I can't remember if it was on Twitter or where I saw it, but that's so, I started laughing. But that's no, so we are Mavs fans, but it's okay to say another yeah. team is good. And the more I cover a team, the more I'm not really a fan of, of teams. I'm just like, like I'm covering the team, you know, like I'm writing about them. So got to kind of stay a little bit unbiased, but. The, uh, if it helps anybody, the Lakers are terrible and they're trash. How about that? They're garbage. Can I? <laughs> let me just let me just clear it up. They're a bad team. So, uh, oh, so I also have to give Matthew. I met earlier. He he recognized me walking up the concourse and he was like, "Locked on Mavs." So shout out to Matthew. Thanks for listening, man. We really appreciate it. He was out here. He had a Mavs shirt on, so he was he was representing the Mavericks. One of the few representing the Dallas Mavericks. But so Dor- so Dorian was waiting for Dennis Smith Jr. So I got out to, to talk to him. Oh, it's Lakers versus Celtics, by the way. So it'll be super loud. It'll just be the loudest thing that you've ever heard. Everybody's standing right now, and uh, we're gonna be done in a minute. But but yeah. So so he was waiting for <laughs> he was waiting for Dennis Smith Jr. to get done. I was like, let's just let's just talk until he gets you know he gets done. So I was like, all right. And so I talked to him about you know shot selection. Talked to him about the uh, the SWAT, the complete SWAT of Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn just like completely swatted him and uh so i asked him about that and then i asked him about uh dennis smith jr so here's here's me talking to, to dorian finney smith it takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. I'm here with Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian, you looked a lot more aggressive in that game. You only averaged like one and a half drives per game last season. You look to come out and do that a lot more. Is that something you're looking to do? Yeah, just uh, you know, come out here and work on everything. Got to work on all the you know, stuff I put in my game and you know, all the... All the, all the things I done tweaked in my shot just try to come out here and, 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 you know, get the reps up. Yeah, it's a couple pull-up jumpers, too. Is that something you're trying to do? In your... Yeah, just, uh, you know, I've been working hard on my shot, you know, you know uh, getting the, the tweaks out of it and uh, all the extra stuff in my shot. I'm um, just trying to keep it in front. So I'm just trying to come out here and, and get them up, basically. Just, you know, take game shots, you know, good shots at that. Right. Okay, I have to ask you. Chris Dunn swatted one of your shots late in the game, and afterwards he like swatted it into the stands. And afterwards you like walked by him and said something to him. What'd you say? <laughs> I said good block. <laughs> nah, I ain't see him though. That was a good play. Yeah, man, he came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, super athletic, but Dennis Smith Jr. showing out in this game. Is it better than better in person? Yeah, I tried to throw I messed up the lob for him, but yeah. But he's going to get one of those. Yeah, he's going to get sure. one of those. He's going to get least one. two. What's the goal in summer league for you? Um, To win the old thing. <laughs> I just want to win. Take I after mean, the Orlando Mavericks. There it is right there. The Orlando Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah, I like right. that one. Appreciate like that. it. All right, so that was that was Dorian Finney-Smith, the Orlando Mavericks. He really liked that. He, <laughs> he liked that, <laughs> that I coined that, the Orlando Mavericks. But, yeah, so he, he's trying to work on his shot, trying to be more aggressive. He, he, like, as soon as I said he averaged one and a half drives a game, he just laughed. Like, he really just, he was like, I can't believe you know that. And just, like, laughing. Yeah. But, yeah, he's trying to be more aggressive. And he was a guy last year that really, you know, he was very conservative in his play. 
and uh, just the decisions that he made. He was super conservative, and you just saw him come out and try to be more aggressive, you know, drive to the rim, take those pull-up jumpers like I mentioned. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I'm just glad to see him try to, you know, take his game to a next level. And to be able to be a good shooter in the NBA, I think you have to shoot from different angles. Like, you have to shoot, shoot from different ways. You can't just be a guy that, you know, only thrives on open situation, like open shot situations where there's no defender near you, your feet are set, it's completely lined up. Like, you have to work on some of these other things where, you know, guys coming at you. Like, you see, if you watch Steph Curry, if you watch any kind of Steph Curry, you know, uh, practice or anything like that, shooting drills, he's, like, getting hit by stuff and he's, he's you know, doing all kinds of angles and things like that and even Devin Harris the other day in practice was uh, working on some stuff where where Sham God was like running up into his face and like almost slapping him and getting hitting him like hitting him with his body like making some contact and you got to work on some stuff like that like you have to be out of balance every once in a while and that just helps you you know with your form and helps you you know locate the basket better even under duress so I just think that that's something that he really worked on and I liked it I like to see that yeah, I mean, he mentioned talk, talking about getting the hitch out of his shot, and that's, you know, he kind of brought it over his head a little bit last year. It's kind of yeah. like a slower, not really a too slow of a shot, but it's kind of a slower release and a different type of release. So it looks like they're trying to kind of, I don't know, tinker with that this offseason because that, I mean, that's the biggest thing for him. And, and we got to remember, he was undrafted. I mean, this is an undrafted guy yeah. that, came, that came in the training camp not only got you know a training camp invite, but then made the roster, beat out some other guys, made the roster, and then played in 81 games and found himself put in the starting lineup whenever Dirk you know went down. So, how many undrafted guys gets thrown into a situation like that? And and he played you know decently well. So, once again, now we get to see him progress as a player too. And I think his his three point shots gonna. We know he can play defense. We know that. I mean, they put him oh, at, yeah. on Westbrook. They put him on fours. So he, they, they, you know, he can, they can put him on one through four, but now it's now it's about his shot and what he can do on the offensive end. That's the next step in really his game. Yeah, the play that gave him all that playing time was the final possession. I will never forget this possession because it was so impressive to me. That final play in, in a Milwaukee game early in the season, I think it was like November, or December or something, where you know the Bucks could win it if Giannis hits this shot, and and Giannis Antetokounmpo was, you know. Uh, got the inbounds and all of a sudden Dorian Finney-Smith somehow got switched on him because it was it was just uh, Harrison it was Harrison Barnes on him and then uh, you know Dorian Finney-Smith got switched onto him and so he uh, he got he got switched on him and then all of a sudden he, he just like stopped him in his tracks and he had to force this terrible shot and so you know he forced the shot and missed it and the Mavericks ended up going on to win that game I think and that's what earned him all that playing time. So we know the guy can, can straight out play defense. But adding some other stuff to your game and, you know, trying that I think was good. The uh, I thought it was funny what he said about, you know, Chris Dunn's SWAT because he really, man, he really didn't. He not, he said he did not see him coming. And uh, afterwards, even after straight after that interview, Chris Dunn started walking back and he saw Dorian and they, you know, shook, they like, you know, slap five or whatever. And we're like, he was like, man, that was a good block. I did not see you coming. Just kind of the same stuff. So. It's cool to see these guys interact. It's cool to see you know all the stuff going on in summer league. About to start this game, Lakers versus Celtics. If you you know, it is going to be super loud in here. But thanks so much for joining us on Locked On Mavs. It's uh it's good here in summer league. It's super fun. I would recommend it to everybody at least once in your life. And if you come once, you'll you'll have to come again because it's just it's super fun. It's super fun to be here. And there will be more from us, Locked On Mavs. We'll probably do another podcast after the game tomorrow. And so we'll probably release this Saturday night. So hopefully you guys are listening to this Saturday night, Sunday morning. 
And, uh, yeah, keep following us at Nick Van Exit, all the stuff that I'm, I'm doing here. Also at Dallas underscore Fanatic. Follow Isaac Harris. He'll be, he'll be watching the games and not hanging out with former NFL athletes at Isaac Harris NBA. You can watch that. And also at the Smoking Cuban, they were following the game too. I was watching them live tweet it. So a lot of good stuff from both of our sites, both of, you know, both of us. So keep following that. Rate and review the podcast if you guys can. Give us five stars. And uh, tell us what you ate for breakfast this morning. How about that? Do that in the comments. Tell us what you ate for breakfast. So <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, guys. We appreciate it. I ate Frosted Flakes. Peace out. <laughs> I ate nothing. Boom. <laughs>